and welcome back to Noah's Window. Today I want to pick up where we left off in Romans chapter 8, and I know we've repeated this passage uh, many times over the course of our uh, Noah's Window episodes, which by the way, this week we're in, um, we've crossed over 400 episodes that we have taped since the beginning back in March of uh, 2020. So thank you for being out there listening and watching. We really appreciate uh, you supporting uh, our efforts um, and encouraging us along the way. So yesterday we talked about God being busy in spite of all the difficulties, whether it's corporately or personally, when we're going through hard times, Paul poses the question, when we're going through these difficulties, does it mean God doesn't love us? And of course, he uh, goes on to say, and that's where I want to pick up today, uh, and we're all familiar with verse 38. Again, this is Romans chapter 8, verse 38. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, as we're going through this life, we'll find ourselves separated from a lot of things or a lot of people, a lot of situations that maybe brought us comfort and support, but we can never be separated from God's love. But there were two phrases in that verse that really stood out to me. You could you could camp out on this verse all by itself and spend a great deal of time just unpacking all the different components. But I noticed he listed fears for today and worries about tomorrow. And those are two things that really can uh, stop us in our tracks. Our fears for today and our worries about tomorrow can keep us from accomplishing the things that God has for us and can keep us from enjoying the love that God has provided that, that's never going away. But we can feel like it's gone away. We can convince ourselves that it's gone away because of our fears and our worries. So earlier in chapter 8, there was a whole section on the future and how we should be waiting and eagerly anticipating the future. And I challenge you to go and grab your Bible, turn to Romans chapter 8 and back up to verse 18 and read that whole passage. And we've talked about it even recently before when we talked about the three groans, the creation groans, the believers groan, and the Holy Spirit groans. If you haven't watched that, I would challenge you to go back and listen to that because I think that's really powerful. But there's several phrases that gets repeated, or, or variations of a phrase that gets repeated in that whole section. It's about waiting eagerly, eager anticipation, eager hope. Um, it's not just um, it's not just a hope, but it's an eager hope, and we're eagerly waiting. And it goes on to say that we need to wait patiently and confidently. So waiting. And within itself means that we don't have yet whatever it is we're waiting for, whether it's an event or a thing or, or, or whatever it is. The fact that we're waiting, um, in this case, it's talking about the future glory. So that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the Lord to come back and redeem us all and to establish His kingdom. And we're going to be part of all that He's going to be doing in at that period of time. But in the meantime, we want to be faithful while we're serving before that time comes. Um, another passage Mark and I have just gotten through reading in our morning reading is in the book of Hebrews. And we just read recently Hebrews chapter 11. And um, if you haven't already read it, that's the hate, the Faith Hall of Fame. You want to for sure go read it. It references so many heroes throughout the biblical time. And they even references some that we don't have the stories about, but gives us some 
a little a little bit of uh, why they made the Hall of Fame. And then we get into chapter 12, and there's so much there. But um, as you get into chapter 12, down around the middle of the chapter, there's kind of a call or, or a challenge um, to begin to give us a list of how to live the Christian life. But I want us to land in chapter 13 here for just a minute. Um, because it'll circle us back around to that fear that we were just talking about. So in chapter 13, there's this, uh, the writer of Hebrews is, is again going over a list, kind of referenced in chapter 12. But the beginning of chapter 13 says, Keep on loving each other's brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Isn't that intriguing? Go back and read that one again. Remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. These are big challenges. Going into verse 4, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. Boy, that would be radical in our culture today, wouldn't it? That would be radical in the church today. Um, God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Moving on to verse 5, and this is where I want us to really pay attention. The writer of Hebrews says, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. And then the next word is for, which is going to give us a reason. Why should we not love money be satisfied with what we have? Because for God has said, and here's a quote, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So if we don't love money, we don't, we, we're relying, relying on what God is providing for us. And He's promised us, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. We can rely on that. So we can be content with what we have because of God's promise. And then he goes on to say, the writer of Hebrews goes on to say, so we can say with confidence because of this promise that God has given us, because we're going to be satisfied with what we have because of God's promise. So in verse 6, he says, so we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? You know, we've talked about this so much in the, in the time that we're living in right now. You know why we get fearful and worry? Because we feel like we don't have the power um, to manage the situation. Or, and, and of course, worrying about the future, we never have the power to manage the future. And so that's what worry comes from. But um, we can feel powerless in a situation. But you know what? We should never feel powerless in a situation because we have the Lord and His faithfulness and His love and His provision. So we have no reason to be fearful or worried because He is still with us. He will never abandon us. As He said here in Hebrews chapter 13, God said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So I hope that will encourage your heart today as you get started on whatever it is that you're whatever challenge you're facing today to remember that we do have a great God. He can never, nothing can ever separate us from his love. Satan may want to, but he can't. He's not powerful enough. Nobody, no one anywhere, any, any, in any place, not even our own fears and worries can separate us from God's love. And let's just um, lay hold of that and, and bring that confidence into whatever we're facing today as we go forward. So let's have a word of prayer. Father, we're so thankful for your faithfulness and the fact that you have promised to never fail us and to never leave us. And we know that others may abandon us, but you will never abandon us. And that we don't have to be fearful or worried because you are all powerful. And you are right there with us. You are carrying us through whatever it is we're facing that you're going to lead us if we'll just look to you and follow you. 
I pray for each and every person that's watching or listening today, that you would just be so real to them that they could see you leading and moving, that they would take the time to dwell on your word and, and spend time in prayer so that they could be following your leadership even today. And Father, we're just going to thank you for all that you're doing. We know you're busy throughout the world. The news may sound bleak, but we know that you're busy, and we're so thankful for what you're doing. Thank, thankful, Father, that you allow us to have some part in that. We're going to thank you for all these things that you're doing. Thank you for being you and for your faithfulness. And as we go through this day, we're just going to trust you for all that you're doing and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you today. We'll look forward to seeing you again here tomorrow on Noah's Window.